What is up, my fellow degenerates? I am Yasa Tattoo, and this is the Sorry Mom podcast. We are on episode one of Hopefully Many. You guys, let me just tell you, this has been a damn week. I started off by launching this podcast and my introduction episode, which was only eight minutes long. It was small but mighty because over a hundred people already followed the podcast and most of them left a five-star review. Um, I am eternally grateful. I don't even know that many people personally. I set the bar really low for myself. I was like maybe 10 plays. You guys, we're, I think we're almost, I don't even know how many we're at at this point. But anyway, that happened. And then my TikTok, I randomly posted some random weekday at night, blew up. We're over 10 million views, over 25,000 followers on TikTok. I literally never thought that would happen, but it did. Um, it's been such a whirlwind of emotions. I got a lot of negative comments, mostly great, inspiring comments, but I had to confront some things that I've never had to deal with before, like fucking internet trolls. What the hell is up with that, you know? But a lot of good things came from that. This French illustrator, I think you pronounce her name Navis, she messaged me on Instagram and she said, Hi, I just listened to your podcast and I wanted to thank you because I recognize myself a lot in what you've said and I've always wanted to become a tattoo artist but never allowing myself because I felt like I wouldn't have the level. And a few days ago, I finally decided to be happy and try my luck and listening to artists like you have the same path as me is very motivating and inspiring. Thanks. All I wanted when I launched this podcast spontaneously that random Saturday night was to help one person and I accomplished that goal and you know she is the only person that reached out to me specifically about the podcast that's all I need it made my damn week you guys so my goal my intention is for every podcast to just help at least one person so at the end of this episode if you feel inspired and anything please dm me i would love to hear your guys's feedback without further ado let's get into episode one of the sorry mom motherfucking podcast we are going to start every single episode off with this little segment i like to call this is not an ad Yes, that is the title. This is not an ad. (laughs) And this is where I share with you guys my favorite products, companies, services, people, pretty much anything. Because if you've followed me on Instagram for a while and you're one of my clients, you know I do not gatekeep anything. And the stuff that I do recommend is pure quality. So every episode, we're going to shout out something different Um, And this is not sponsored. This is just me sharing something that I truly love. Our first shout out for This Is Not An Ad goes to Liquid Death. If you haven't heard of Liquid Death, they are this really cool water company that you can go ahead and get at Whole Foods, Sprouts, 7-Eleven. You can also order directly from their site. I keep the fridge at my studio fully stocked with their original and their sparkling water and I give it to every single one of my clients. When I hand them a can, they're a little confused because it's one of those tall aluminum cans that looks like a monster energy drink and you feel like you're about to drink battery acid, but I swear 
It is the cleanest, most pure, crisp water you will ever drink. I don't know what they do to this water, but it is liquid gold. Their branding is absolutely A1, and they're really good at building like a sense of community. You can actually go on their website and sell your soul. I'm dead ass. <laughs> you guys can sign up for their club and you can get a free liquid death tea. And when you sign up, you also get um, exclusive access to their club only merch, early access to limited edition merch, and invites to private shows and events even. So I think what this company is doing is absolutely pure genius and I can't wait to watch them grow even bigger. And I will be drinking liquid death until I die, babes. Stay hydrated. Go get your liquid death today. If you haven't seen my TikTok, I am going to try to give you a really good visual. It starts off with a photo of young Yas at eight years old with the hottest tribal airbrush tattoo, um, which I got during our family vacation in Hawaii. And I was begging my parents for an airbrush tattoo. And my dad kept saying no. Finally, my mom caved and said yes, as she always does. And I ended up getting two airbrush tattoos and my dad sat there scowling me and I was just relishing I was living my best life so on the TikTok I put that picture and I talked about how my dad said I wouldn't get anywhere in life if I got tattoos and then the next clip is me like taking the vinyl backing off of the decal on my new tattoo studio door that says like Yasa tattoo by appointment only you get, you, you know, you get it, you get it. To my surprise, so many people went through the same exact thing. My comment section was lit AF with so many girls sharing their same exact story. And, you know, not all of them became tattoo artists and stuff, but a lot of them learned to, you know, not listen to their parents' judgments and live their best life for them and as you should. But it is such a process and it was honestly very validating for me to be reading those thousands of comments of people that just, I don't know, I felt like there was some common ground and all of the comments from my parents about tattoos, I really struggle with them. I still do to this day and I just want to thank anyone and everyone who shared their story because it really means a lot to me. Yes, I am a tattoo artist. And yes, we are going to talk a lot about tattooing, being a tattoo artist, the business behind it, etc. on the pod a lot. But this episode is really geared towards anyone. I got so many questions via email, my DMs, and in the comments on how to start a tattoo career. But equally, I got questions on how to start anything because a lot of you guys seem to be feeling a little stuck um you know and it makes sense we're in very unprecedented times like things are really changing and blah 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 so I kind of put together my top four tips on how to get you from stuck to start on literally anything if you guys would like to learn how to become a tattoo artist specifically please dm me on my Instagram or email me yasatattoo at gmail.com and I'm more than happy to get on a coaching call with you guys, okay? So without further ado, let's start episode one, how to go from stuck to start. 
This very sweet girl, Elena, reached out to me over Instagram after watching my TikTok videos and the conversation that I had with her was so pure and I feel like some of the tips and tricks that I gave her could help so many of you guys, so I'm going to share. She said, hi, pretty girl. I love that. I'm sure you get this all the time, but I wanted to stop by and say how much one of your videos on TikTok had helped me. I've been struggling to not be a people pleaser and to be unapologetically myself, but it is so hard. I had screenshotted the book you read in hopes it would help me, but I did want to reach out because your post meant a lot to me. Thank you for your content. And for those of you who are interested in the book that she mentioned, it is called How to Do the Work by Dr. Nicole LaPera. And I got this book a few months ago, but didn't start reading it until now because I just didn't feel like I was ready. And it's about recognizing your patterns, healing from your past, and creating yourself. I am not kidding you. This book is absolutely life-changing, and I feel like me and Dr. Nicola Pera lived the same life. Like, we grew up in the same household. Um, I'm going to put this book in the show notes. Make sure you guys go grab a copy because it is so helpful. Then she said, I would love to hear anything personal that you did for yourself to be more confident and open because I'm truly ready for change. Whenever you start anything, like a new career, a new hobby, a new relationship, a new friendship, anything, it really truly starts with yourself. And I don't want that to sound cliche and like soft because it is one of the hardest things that you will ever have to go through. Especially in like an age of social media where we are nonstop subconsciously comparing ourselves and our lives to others. We, one, put so much pressure on ourselves and two, we kind of create these false identities that we kind of trick ourselves into believing is like truly us. So many new things happened in the last year. It's kind of nuts. But the top three main events were... Me changing my career to be a tattoo artist, getting back together with my boyfriend after a split, and starting my self-healing journey, therapy, psychiatry, medication, etc. All three of these categories are so vastly different, but they are one and the same because it all started with me. I really needed to do the work internally to feel confident and ready to do all of this. And the first thing that I did was I took a week and take however long you need, but I would recommend to go on Pinterest, grab a bunch of photos and make vision boards. I like to do it on Google Slides because it's free and you can easily insert and move around the pictures. And I made a mood board for every pillar of my life work, health, family, appearance, etc. And this is something I do on like a quarterly basis because as time goes on, you're allowed to change your goals and you're allowed to pivot and the idea of yourself is allowed to change. Once you start getting a clear vision of your goals and intentions for each category, you will start to feel more motivated to take the right steps. And a goal without an intention is literally nothing. 
you know, everyone wants to lose weight, but that's not deep enough. Like you really need a why to go with your goal. For example, with my new tattoo studio that I just opened a few weeks ago, I made a vision board and it started off with like the vibe, the furniture, the paint color, etc. Then I started inserting photos of like my ideal clientele, my ideal tattoo work. Like it got so much more broad yet insightful. And I feel like because of that, I was a lot more organized and motivated. I had just such a clear vision and the energy I put into it was so fine-tuned that now I'm attracting literally everything I put on that mood board. It was manifesting to its finest. And I started getting followers on TikTok reaching out to me for appointments that literally were from my mood board. How nuts is that? I'm getting tattoo requests that are like literally what I had on my mood board. And this is the power of it. You need to put out what you want to attract. So we have our vision boards, we have our pillars, work, life, family, blah, 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 blah. And inside of those pillars, you're going to write your main goals, work. I am going to open a tattoo studio. I am going to try to get in 10 clients a week, so on and so forth. Then you're going to take those goals because they're going to seem scary and intimidating, and you're going to break them down into a minimum of three actionable smaller goals that you can act on. Because oftentimes, the number one reason why we give up is because we bit off more than we can chew. And you really need to be patient and persistent, and the smaller goals are going to help you do that. I think we can all relate to the fact that some of the smallest slash easiest tasks that we need to accomplish, we dread the most, right? Like making a doctor's appointment probably will take two seconds, but why do we push it off to the last minute? I can wash my bedding, no problem, but put the fitted sheet back on the bed? Fuck no, I'd rather die, right? So I'm tired at 2 a.m. trying to put this fitted sheet on, hating my life, making it worse. That's a bad example, but I guess the point is if there's a smaller task that you know is going to take five minutes or less, just do it. Do it right now and up to about an hour of your day, try to do as many of those five minute tasks as you can because you are going to realize that it is easy and you're just being lazy and it will make you more motivated to like upgrade to those larger tasks, right? It's like that whole concept that like the military has about making your bed first thing in the morning because it psychologically confirms that you've like completed a task already and you feel accomplished and you start your day off on the right foot, right? So I want you to take your smaller actionable tasks that you assign to your goals, right? Your small goals and assign a time link to them If it takes less than five minutes, do them all today. Like, just knock them out. Like, get a post-it, write them all down, and just tick off the boxes. And then if you have a task slash goal that's like a 30-minute thing, do one of those a day. 
And slowly but surely, you're going to start realizing that you're accomplishing so much. Another thing that I like to do, because I have this weird thing where I collect post-its. Anytime I go to like the office supply store, I see a pack of post-its, I buy it. So I have stacks. I write post-its for all of my to-do lists or like a task on each post-it. And then I save the post-it in a pile. And then at the end of the week... I see this fat stack of all of these things that I accomplished. And even though they're small, they mean so much. So I'm like, yes, I am that bitch. Let's keep pushing forward. Let's do the damn thing. Next, I'm going to need you to reevaluate your support system. Each person in your support group has a specific role and you need to define what that is. On top of that, you need to go to that specific person for those specific things only. Meaning, if you need to talk or vent about a certain subject, go to the expert in your group. If I have a Karen client at work and she makes my life hell, say I fuck up her brows or something, I don't know how to deal with it, I'm not gonna go talk to my mom or my boyfriend because they aren't in the industry. They don't deal with these clients every day, they don't do eyebrows, they don't tattoo. So I'm pretty much setting that conversation up for failure, right? Because if I do go to them, it's most likely because I'm seeking like validation instead of actual advice. So in that situation, I would go to one of like my brow colleagues. I work by myself, but I have made it a point to connect with all of these cosmetic tattoo artists in the industry that are like willing to help each other. So when they're is a problem i go to them for that it's also like if you have a relationship problem don't ask your single friend who's partying every single night for advice on like how to save your relationship you would want to like look at your friends see who has the most stable relationship at least what it looks like on the outside and ask them for actual advice right Yes, it is nice to have a sounding board. I know oftentimes we have our family and like our partners be that for us because we just want to vent and we just need somebody to listen. However, instead of doing that and subconsciously seeking validation, you need to be seeking education. So when you are talking to these people, make sure you have the intention of learning something from them. I know a lot of you guys reached out to me like saying you feel like you're all alone and you feel like you don't have anyone and I know what place you're in and I know it sucks but I promise you're not alone and I'm not just saying that to say that. You can build your support system to include whoever you dream it be. Not everyone has parents, not everyone has a relationship, not everyone has 10 best friends But you have to set your intentions and go seeking out these people. And if a relationship doesn't work out and you don't feel fulfilled from it, that's fine. Let it go. Move on to the next. And I promise the less you dwell on it and the more you just stay positive, you will build the group of your dreams that will like definitely have your back. And when in doubt, if you guys ever need anything, please DM me. I will do my best to try to help you as much as I can. Number three, you need to start idolizing yourself and trusting yourself. In the last year, 
I tried so hard to not ask people questions for my own validation. I needed to go with my gut. I needed to stop asking my boyfriend if my outfit looked cute because the truth is, one, he doesn't know anything. I mean, I know you're listening to this, Michael. I'm sorry, but you don't. If I felt cute, I was cute. Like, why am I seeking fashion advice and self-validation from this guy who wears the same basketball shorts over and over again? He's going to kill me for saying that. But it's true. And I stopped asking, like, my tattoo mentor if certain illustrations were good enough or if this line was straight enough, blah, blah, blah. Because if I thought it was good enough, it was good enough. And if it wasn't, He would do his job as my mentor and point it out, give me constructive criticism. And the more you're aware of this and you practice not seeking validation, you're going to feel a thousand million bajillion times more confident in yourself and your choices. This story happened in middle school and it still pisses me off when I think about it today, even though it was so long ago. And basically, I had this best friend growing up in middle school, and we did everything together and spent every day together. We were the same person, but a little different. And she also came from a very more lax family than mine. Literally, I would always just go to her house because we were allowed to do whatever the fuck we wanted. So my parents didn't allow me to have a MySpace or a computer with internet, but her mom didn't care. So... When I would go to her house, I would go on my MySpace that I wasn't allowed to have and just have the time of my life. And I designed the shit out of my MySpace. I had the coolest background. I put these like cool Tumblr looking photos on my wall. I had Love the Way You Lie by Rihanna and Eminem playing as my song. I set my top eight with people I didn't even like, but whatever. And I just remember being like so proud of the way I set up this MySpace. I was like, this is a vibe. I was so excited to show her. I turned the laptop around and I'm like, check this out, bitch. And she goes, dude, what the fuck is that? And instantly, like my heart sank. And she said that it was too weird or something like that. Like it wasn't cool enough. But her definition of cool was like, it's not mainstream enough. Like people aren't going to accept that or whatever. So I completely redid my MySpace to like meet those standards. And I did it to like her and her sister thought it was like cool. Even though I was just like, that's kind of lame. I don't know. And I didn't trust my gut. I mean, granted, I was only like 13 years old, 12 years old, but it's still something that I regret today because who the fuck knows? Maybe I could have had my profile how it originally was and I could have gotten discovered and been this big MySpace person, blah, 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 that in the reality of things that probably wouldn't have happened. But you never know. Great things happen when you are just yourself. Now, modern day, I noticed that my videos and my content didn't start blowing up or reaching the audience I wanted it to until I genuinely started being my authentic self. I remember when I first started TikTok, I was like only doing trend videos. I was very like robotic. I wasn't really posting what I wanted to because I was scared. And then when I really started getting vulnerable and just like having these great content ideas actually coming to life, 
that's when good things started happening because I really started trusting and believing in myself. So instead of making a TikTok, rewatching it over before I post and being like, who's going to comment on this? Like, what are they going to say about it? Is this even going to get any likes? Like, this isn't a viral video. Come on, like, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, you know what? That's a good video. I like that video. I'm proud of it. I'm going to post it. I don't give a fuck what happens to it. That's kind of what happened to my video that just went really viral. I just posted it on a whim randomly at night and boom, instantly hit. And, you know, going viral isn't necessarily like my goal. Cool. It's like a cool thing that happens, I guess. But my main goal is just to share my story with other people. And that's what I did. And now I feel really good about myself and the work that I've been putting out and now I'm getting messages from cool people like Elena like understanding what I'm trying to do and yeah tip number four this one may sound really silly but I promise it works it's literally scientifically proven to work I heard this on a Jay Shetty podcast and I was like what the fuck but I was like you know I'm just gonna try it anyway and You need to high-five yourself in the mirror every time you're in the bathroom. So how many times do we go in the bathroom a day? I don't know about you, but I'm in there quite a bit. So like, I don't know, let's average five. How many times a day does somebody high-five you? Like little to none, right? When do people high-five each other? When... They're happy for each other when they're excited, when something good happens, right? Well, you know what? So many good things happen throughout the day, even the small things. Like you get out of bed when it's hard to not press snooze. You go take a piss. That's a big accomplishment, believe it or not. Give yourself a fucking hand five. Hand five. Whoa, a high five. You know what I mean? You make it to your lunch break and you got to go tinkle. That's a big accomplishment. I'm sure you accomplished so many tasks. Give yourself a fucking high five. I'm telling you, it works. And on top of this, like I do like gratitude journaling and stuff like that. But everyone recommends that. So I'm trying to give you guys a little bit of a crazier alternative. I just ask that you genuinely try this for a week and see how it goes. Because It's like when you stand in that like superhero pose, like has anybody seen that episode in Grey's Anatomy when like Amelia is prepping for surgery and she like does the Superman pose and then she goes in there and she takes out the fucking brain tumor that like everyone said she wouldn't take out. Well, like that's how you feel every time you high five yourself. Um, Just make sure you wash your hands first. That is it, guys. Those are my four tips on how to go from stuck to start for literally anything. I hope you learned a thing or two. I hope you got inspired. If you have any questions at all, please slide into my DMs or my email. Even if you have a podcast idea, like a topic you want me to discuss, I'd be more than happy to consider it. I will see you guys here next week. I'm going to be talking about how to handle negativity. And we're definitely going in depth on how to deal with negativity online because your girl's been getting a lot of it. So, yeehaw. Thank you for coming to my show. Take care, brush your hair. Love you guys.